Welcome to the Downhouse podcast, where you can learn more about Downhouse School. Whether you're new to the community or an old friend, we'll be delving deeper, sharing stories and finding out what it really means to be a pupil at Downhouse. In our second series, we'll be talking to the pupils themselves. And in this episode, our host, Simon Jones, talks to Amelia and Celine from our Upper Sixth about a very special characteristic in our DNA, communication. So we're here today with Amelia and Celine, both in year 13. How are you both doing today, Amelia? I'm well, thank you. Saturday, and surprisingly, it's really nice weather. I've got a hockey match later, which I'm looking forward to. Hopefully we'll win, but, you know, fingers crossed. And Celine, how are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm looking forward to the preps I have to do for t- this afternoon, essays and, you know, some revision. Excellent. Now, you're both in year 13. Tell us a little bit about what you're both studying here, which A-levels you're doing. So I'm doing biology, chemistry and RS, and I hope to study medicine at university. So all my applications are in, which is quite frightening, but also it's a really good feeling to kind of get the stress off my chest a bit. And tell us where your applications are for in that case. So I've applied to Bristol, Nottingham, Cardiff and St George's. And which is your preferred choice out of those four? Bristol would be ideal, but I mean, I'd be really happy to go to any of them. Excellent. And let's just unpack those A-levels a little bit. So you said chemistry, biology and RS. What led you to choose those A-levels in the first place? Well, I've always loved sciences and of course they are required for medicine. And then I just find RS a really good balance, having the kind of essay side to balance out the science side. And I find ethics and all of the religion aspects so interesting to study um so yeah I really really enjoy it do you find elements of those RS studies a bit challenging at all there definitely are some healthy debates in class uh when people have opposing views but if anything that just adds to the fun it's really interesting to see my classmates opinions but yeah no it it can be quite challenging when people have different views from you to kind of be respectful of their views while trying to put across your own excellent that's really good to hear Celine tell me which A levels you're doing here I'm taking history, English and economics. English, history, economics. And what led you to choose those ones then? History, that was purely based off my interest into historical detail and knowledge and facts. And I really, I find it very interesting how you can kind of almost see similarities between historical events in the past and like real life current current affairs. And it's It's great to analyse both of that. And English, I really love books. I love reading books and I find them really interesting and fascinating. And I love the texts we're doing in English currently because they really enthrall me. Uh, And which texts are they right now? My favourite would be Handmaid's Tale by Margaret Atwood. And we're also doing Othello by Shakespeare. And I, both of them are very good comparison texts. Shakespeare is an interesting one because a lot of people find Shakespeare quite hard to read because, you know, the words in there can be quite tricky unless you're able to unpack the words. How do you find all of that? I don't really find the words tricky per se, but maybe like the double meaning to meanings to them and trying to analyse that and um, unpack that within essays. I find that interesting. I guess there's various different ways of unpacking that as well. But tell me a little bit about economics then. Why did you choose economics and what are you hoping to do with that? My choice of choosing economics was more purely based off learning more about our society and and how people work and how the world works to better help society, I guess that makes sense. And I'm currently doing business economics at the moment and I 
find that way more interesting than what we did in year one because I want to study law at university and so it definitely focuses more on corporate firms and their policies and how that impacts the wider society. Okay so looking at then uh, both of your choices for A-levels how did you decide between uh, when, when it came to choosing your A-levels how did you decide between the subjects that you love doing the subjects that you're good at and maybe if this applies at all, any kind of external pressure, maybe an expectation that you should do certain A-levels, even if that might not be something that you're passionate about. Amelia? Well, luckily here at Dan, we have a really good support network of staff. They're always there to kind of help us make our decisions and they were really helpful in making our decisions, definitely. I think for a lot of people who know what university course they want to choose, it can be easier because you know, you know what A-levels are needed for that course. But personally for me, I kind of always knew that I was going to, I always knew I was going to be a medic, so I always knew that biology and chemistry would be my choices. And then choosing the third subject was difficult, choosing between maths, English and RS and history of art were my kind of main choices. But having spoken to my staff, it was really helpful to hear their opinions and I'm very happy with the decision I made because, you know, for A-levels you have to do something you love, you have to do something that will not get too draining after two intensive years of it but I definitely feel I made the right choice uh, with the help of both the teachers and also my parents. And Celine what was your experience in choosing your A-levels? Choosing history at A-level was a pretty easy decision for me and I think that would actually be mostly attributed to the great teachers that I had for GCSE and and I have the same teacher now and I truthfully love history because of it and I, I find myself loving it every more, every lesson. English was more of a natural choice. I always, it, I knew that I needed skills that I could get from history and English um, to practice, not to practice law necessarily, but those the skills are transferable. And so English to me was already something I was interested in and I loved it as a subject in general for GCSE, so I continued it. Economics was a new subject as I didn't take it for GCSE. So it was a bit hard for me to pick between politics or economics. And with the help of teachers, my parents, and guiding counsel, I ultimately chose economics, but I did like feel perhaps a bit of pressure from parental guidance because my dad also took economics at university. So he was like, oh, that's great. It's a great subject to have. And I did weigh the pros and cons before I did choose it, but I really love it. Okay, well, that's great that you ended up making the right choice there. That's perfect. Now, we're going to be talking in this podcast episode all about communication. And Celine, in your role as, I'm told, head of speech and drama, Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about what that role actually means here in school. Well, my role as head of speech and drama, I help the girls who do take speech and drama because I've been taking it for since my whole year down and I help them perhaps build their confidence because I found speech and drama helped me build my confidence in acting because I could get a bit insecure regarding my acting skills but having those lessons with my teachers having my peers with me and really just practicing and getting things wrong but then reworking that and improving and getting better helped me feel more secure in my skills. And so I, I would like to think that that's what I help girls do as well. Good answer. Thank you for that, Celine. 
And Amelia, as head ambassador, what does the head ambassador do here at school? So the head ambassadors and the whole ambassador team really focuses on kind of external relationships with prospective parents and um, prospective girls. So we tour parents and give speeches to parents on, you know, open days and things like that to really try and show the school in the best light and encourage people to, you know, see the school in the same way that we do because we really love it here and we want to kind of share that to people who may want to come here. And what sort of questions do prospective parents sometimes have about the school? One of the trickiest ones is, what would you change about the school if you could? That's always a hard one to answer. And there's lots of, what's your favourite part about the school? As well as deciding which age to come. So I joined at 13, whereas the school starts at 11. So lots of parents are concerned about their daughters joining at 13 and whether or not they'll settle in. But, you know, I'm living proof that you can very easily settle in. The school worked very hard to ensure that there's a smooth entrance. Amelia, what's your favourite part of the school? (laughs) Oh, my favourite question. I think probably the friendships that we form here. I know that I will be friends with these people for for the rest of my life. And I think that's something that really incredible that comes from, especially from boarding, because, you know, we are with each other 24-7. And that can be a lot, but it also definitely makes our friendships much closer. And I'm very excited to kind of go into adult life with these girls. Coming back to your point about smoothly integrating into year nine. I, as I came at year seven, I truthfully cannot remember, my, some of my closest friends came at year, um, year nine as well, and I cannot remember my first memory with them because they just slipped right in and I cannot remember first ever meeting them. It's great, it's, it's, it's a great process. It's really good to hear, Celine. Now, let's look more so at communication. From your point of view, Celine, first of all, how does communication actually look in a day on a day-to-day basis here at Down? Communication, I think it's I think communication is really important in mostly in a boarding house because there can be misunderstandings, miscommunications, and so really coming together and explaining the situation and each other's feelings is very important when we're all living together for weeks and weeks on end. Do you mean like a disagreement within a house, which I imagine is a a fairly normal thing anywhere in the world. What's, what sort of disagreements might be typical in a, in a boarding house? Truthfully, I've, I've seen everything from altercation on a yum-yum to a disagreement about who went into the shower first and, you know, after a compromised promise of who was going to go in first. And it's just, it's, it's, it's funny and crazy and quirky. It's just, I love, I love to watch. Everyday niggles that I imagine a lot of families see at home as well. Certainly, uh, certainly people listening to this may well uh, associate with that. Amelia, what are your thoughts on this? No, I totally agree. I also think communication between the year groups is so important. Mm. It's really inc- incredible here. We have such a good kind of environment where everyone just kind of knows everyone. So, for example, we this morning had a meeting with some buddies two years below us to help with their integration to sick form and help them with their sick form choices, which is really lovely to hear from them because they were girls that we were in mixed age house with which is year 9, 10, 11 Um, so I haven't really seen them much recently but it's lovely to get you know get back with them and have a conversation with them about how they're doing and help them with their big decision that they've got coming up. Do you find that when you're talking to the younger girls here in school that they might feel slightly intimidated talking to someone older than them or are they very comfortable with that? I think it depends on the girl I mean I could never see myself as intimidating I that boggles my mind that anyone could find me so but I think with a lot of them we've you know done various drama things together we've 
you know, had a few years being in a house with them or being in ballet classes with them. And it's it's very nice to be able to talk with them and know their names and, and know a bit about them and really connect with them and communicate with them. Celine, what's your experience of speaking to some of the girls in different year groups or even when you were younger, speaking to some of the older girls at the time? Well, I actually have quite vivid memories of when I was in year seven of, funnily enough, the year 11s and 12s and because they would come over um, to house and they would have a chat with us have chocolate and hot chocolate and it would be quite a calming and fun experience because I used to look up at them like wow they're like five years older than me that's so cool but now that I'm in their position I'm like wow I can't believe how like time goes so fast and it's really interesting to really like examine the relationships between the girls and down. And what other opportunities are there for each of you to develop your communication skills in areas like debating society or speech and drama class and places like that? So, of course, we've got speech and drama, various drama classes, drama GCSE and A-level, which are really good for developing confidence and, you know, communication. And then there's the debating society, which we're trying to increase debating almost socials with boys schools which is a really lovely way to meet boys in a more academic light because obviously at an all-girls school it can feel quite separated so definitely forming links with boys schools in an academic way as well as in a kind of fun social way is very important and then we have huge opportunities to do public speaking at various open days and assemblies and things which I think is a really great way to kind of build our confidence in public speaking and help us with our communication skills in a very controlled way that it's not too terrifying to begin with and you can you know build up your confidence there. Uh, Celine tell me a little bit about Model UN I believe you're involved in that. Model UN is really fun because we kind of choose ourselves roles and we've um, debated on topics from abortion to like trade policies between countries so then I was Germany and someone else was France and we were like debating our policies and trying to make a mutual agreement and so it was fun to kind of shift perspectives in a way and argue in for and against what even if you don't believe in the necessary in the topic necessarily for example like regarding abortion it was interesting to regardless still put yourself I guess in metaphorically someone else's shoes and debate for a topic. It must be quite difficult actually to put yourself in someone else's shoes and then debate from the other side but equally I imagine it gives you a different insight into what somebody else must be thinking or feeling in that situation. Do you find that? Yeah it's very interesting because regarding like abortion putting yourself in someone else's viewpoint and perspective is very it's very hard to do Mm. but kind of still bringing up points and like valid points and arguments that could have and will still be said out in the wider world is very interesting and then having someone else argue against what you're saying and which you believe in but then you're still arguing for that point and saying and really analyzing and like further explaining why your argument is valid. No I see. Okay, and Amelia, tell us a little bit about how you see the communication skills that you're learning here at school, how they're going to help you in your next step going off to university. I think here we're very good at developing confidence, as I said, and, you know, working on being able to speak in a public setting without, you know, totally freezing up. So I think that'll be very useful in university with, you know, tutorials and things where we have to speak to people in a more academic sense, but also 
when meeting new friends because of course we've been with these people for five or seven years uh we know each other incredibly well and you know we don't really get nervous around each other but going to university with a whole host of new people that we don't know and having to introduce ourselves can be it's pretty nerve-wracking but I think we're in a really good position to be able to do so and be be able to converse with people from all different parts of the world, all different, you know, backgrounds from us and use these communication skills that we learn here to really make new friends, I suppose. And Celine, give us an insight into where you're thinking of going to university next year and also how you feel communication skills you're learning here will help you in that step. I'm still a bit unsure about the universities I'm going to, but I have a few sure ones. So like Bristol, UCL and Warwick, I believe, are probably my potential sure ones. And I think the communication skills that I've learned and cultivated here will be helpful for me in university because, as Amelia has just said, we have like a, a tight, close-knit community here at Down. And so widening and like exp- um, exploring different cultures, backgrounds, ethnicities um, at university will be helpful because with the communication skills we learn at Down, we will be able to not not offend anybody or not tread on anyone's toes and say things that might offend someone in a mean way because I think all the girls at Down are lovely and truthfully, the most important thing that I'll take from Down would be the friends that I've cultivated here. That's really good to hear. So I've got a couple of questions now, nothing at all to do with school life, just to share with the listeners something about each of you. Um, I just wonder what the last book was that each of you read. Amelia? Well, I'm sort of still reading it. It's taking me a while. Uh, you know, got to balance that work-life balance. But it's actually a book about medicine. I believe it's called Your Life in My Hands. It's written by a, uh, a doctor about kind of her life as a junior doctor, fresh out of med school, which is obviously very important to me to know about that. And after med school, hopefully I'll, you know, have a similar experience to her. And it's it's really interesting to see her opinions on, you know, what it's like working in the NHS. And at the moment, I've just got to a part where all the doctors are going on strike, which is, it's quite interesting to see from her perspective, whereas, you know, I've always seen from the media's perspective. And it's, it's, it's really heartbreaking almost to see how these doctors felt they were working so hard and not having any recognition and really being cast as villains in the story. So, yeah, I'm finding it really interesting, really loving it. It sounds it, it really does. Celine, how about yours? The last book that I read was Beloved by Toni Morrison and I'm actually reading it for my NEA in English Literature and I I found it, it it's a really hard-hitting book and it works on two different time planes so like um, jumps back to the past quite a lot and I began reading it because my NEA in English is about systemic racism and it was quite painful to read really because Toni Morrison really elucidates and drives home her point about the depictions of slavery and slavery in the American South and how the sufferings and the mistreatment of slaves back then really like affected generations later and so I've, I found it really really hard, hard. So the other time zone that it jumps back to what what year is that? It's about 15, 20 years into the future because the uh, main character, Seth, she it jumps back back and forth to cover, oh, let me not spoil the book, it jumps back and forth to cover like 
her her story and how the things that happened at the plantation really affected her till today. It, it's a bit of it's also a bit of a gothic read. Covers the supernaturals and it's fun. Wow, this sounds quite intriguing. I might have to check this one out myself. And then my second question is, if you could go and see any musician or band or hear any piece of music, uh, what would you go and listen to? What would you go and see? I think Queen, probably. I know, obviously, can't go and see them. But I just absolutely love their music. Freddie Mercury is just such an icon. And so, yeah, I think so. They're just really, really great music. (laughs) Favourite Queen song, Amelia? Probably Killer Queen, but obviously Bohemian Rhapsody is just a classic. <laughs> and Celine, who would you go and see? Um, I'm going to start by apologising for breaking the limitations of this question, as I will go see Michael Jackson and Beyonce play live like together, because I think it'll just be like awesome. And yeah, I think they're both great stage performers, so both of them together on one stage would be mind-boggling. <laughs> I think that really would be. If someone put that choice to me, either seeing Queen or seeing Michael Jackson and Beyonce together, I honestly don't know which of those two I'd go for, but probably Michael Jackson, Beyonce. I, I think I'm going to go I'm going to go with that option, Celine. But whichever option, both going to be great events and you're in that imaginary scenario, you'd both enjoy that. We need to bring this to a close, but thank you for being here. Thanks for sharing with us your insight into school life here, talking to us about communication and giving it to us from your point of view. Thanks very much. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. So that was Amelia and Celine talking about communication at Down House, what their experience of it is and why it's so important. Thank you both of you for coming on to this episode of The School Podcast. If you have any questions following anything you've heard, then do feel free to contact the school directly. You can visit www.downhouse.net to find out more. Now, the next episode of the series is on the importance of being outward looking. So make sure you tune back in to hear that one. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this episode. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so that you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.